Hello, hello. All right, listen. I'm going to be talking about my latest obsession, which is running, and drawing some parallels between the things I'm learning when it comes to running and how they apply to life. And I recognize that running is a boring topic for a lot of people, especially people that don't run. Maybe you don't share my obsession, and that's totally okay. I'm gonna make a promise to you right now, which is that I have taken that into consideration. And even if you don't run, even if you don't exercise at all, I feel that there's still gonna be something that you can take away from this. Because as always, these are reflections on life. So, you know, running just happens to be the metaphor I'm gonna use this time around. Now, the context that you need is that I've signed up to the Paris Marathon that is happening on April 2nd of this year. So right now I'm running the most uh, consistently and also in terms of distance that I ever have. Up to this point, for the last, I don't know, seven, eight years, I've just casually run. Probably on average once or twice a week. I really enjoy it. But yeah, never trained for anything. So I've never really kind of put the pedal to the metal and... I can't believe I just said that. Pedal to the metal. I've just never like worked towards a specific objective when it comes to running. But I have this little demon in me that is activated when there's a challenge or when there's some sort of competition that I could potentially win. I don't fully understand it. I don't know why I care so much about that but it's been around my whole life. I mean, as far back as when I was a small child, having to win board games, having to crush my opponents. You know, I always loved strategy games. Anyway, I think being competitive can be both a very constructive, but also very destructive force. But before I get to that, I wanna share with you this really powerful lesson that I'm learning right now, thanks to the training I'm doing, thanks to the running that I'm doing. So we all know the age old saying, slow and steady wins the race, right? And there is for sure some truth to that. It's a little bit two-dimensional and I wanna add nuance to that idea, but there's truth to it. I'm pretty sure we can all agree. I've seen this also when it comes to long runs. Like when you go at a slower pace, where you're just not, you're not going in turbo mode, right? You're just kind of conversationally jogging along. You can go a far greater distance. And that's actually how I accidentally ran my first half marathon. I decided to go a lot slower with a friend. We talked for like the first 10 or 12 kilometers. And then I was like, wow, I'm like more than halfway there and I feel totally fine. I can do this. For this marathon, I want to do it in a good time. Like I'm pretty confident I can do the entire marathon um, if I go at a slow enough pace. So the challenge element to this is that I would love to try to do this in under four hours. I'd love a sub four hour marathon. That's a big goal. It's a bit of a stretch because I've, first of all, never run <laughs> a marathon, but then running that distance in less than four hours is going to require me to run at a particular speed and be able to maintain that pace. So in my training sessions, I've just been kind of pushing myself to see how fast I can run, especially if I know I'm doing a shorter distance where I know that it doesn't matter as much to pace myself. I'm just like fucking balls to the wall, honestly. And at this point, I've identified three limiting factors that sort of dictate how fast I can go. The first is breath. The limiting factor being, you know, you're completely winded and you're just like, your lungs are maxed out. That happens to me when I'm just full out sprinting, but otherwise it's not too much of, of a problem. More often, it's the other two factors, which are energy, the limiting factor there being 
you're just drained. You have no more gas in the tank and you just hit a wall, also known as bonking. And the third factor is physically, like my body. It's like, you know, the limiting factor there being my legs, they just refuse to cooperate anymore. When I'm in this competitive mode, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break a new record now. I'm gonna go as fast as I possibly can. I'm gonna, starting right out the gate, run as fast as I possibly can. It's a little bit of a recipe for disaster. That has been surprising for me because, you know, you'd think, okay, you start off strong, it kind of puts you in a good place, and if you can keep going at that pace, then you'll break a record, right? Or you'll go, you'll, you'll beat what you've done before. Except it's not working like that. Like those runs, the runs where I'm like, I'm gonna do this, you know, with that kind of attitude, they're not my best runs. They're actually very far from my best runs. And what actually ends up happening is that within the first few kilometers, the first limiting factor is actually my body. My current theory is that like my lower legs, in particular my calves, are not warmed up enough. And so what happens is that like a bunch of blood rushes to that part of my body and they're very tight and it just feels like I'm carrying an extra 50 pounds as I'm running. After that, what I've noticed is that when I fly out the gate and I'm running like fast from the very beginning, my energy starts pretty high and then it just kind of goes downhill, it tapers. However, what I'm noticing is that all of my best runs, including the best run I've ever had in my life, which happened just a few days ago, I go into it with a very different mindset. I go into it with a, we'll see how this goes, you know? The run I had like four or five days ago, I wasn't even planning on doing anything special. I actually started pretty slow. And what's weird about that is that it sort of allowed me to inadvertently, completely accidentally bypass these limiting factors. The first one being my body. I didn't get that kind of lead heavy feeling in my calves, in my shins at the very beginning of that run. It's almost like by going slower, I'm kind of warming myself up. I'm kind of relaxing myself into the run. And then the other crazy thing about that is that I will kind of start at this slower pace and then I just crank up the knob bit by bit and I can pick up the pace and each kilometer gets faster. It's a little bit bizarre to describe, but it feels like as I'm relaxing into the run, especially after about five kilometers, it's like I'm able to tap into this massive reservoir of energy that I do not have access to just you know, on a whim. I have to relax myself into it. I have to build myself up to that point. And then when I'm there, I'm actually able to run consistently at a way faster speed than I'd ever be able to start off a run at. And so it was in that way that I accidentally ended up smashing my own record for a 10K. And I ran for the first time in my life a sub 50 minute 10K, which honestly, if you're like a competitive runner, it's not impressive at all. But for an amateur like me, that's incredible progress after just three, four weeks of training. I have never run that fast in my life because I'm looking back now and I've run, I think five or six half marathons and all but one have been unintentional. Every single time, except for the last time that I did it, I just went out on a run feeling good, went slow, built up gradually, and halfway there or two thirds of the way there, I was like, you know what, I can just, I can do this. And that's how I accidentally built up the confidence to sign up to a marathon. So the reason why I wanted to talk about this and the reason why this feels incredibly significant to me is that there's a clear parallel here between running and creative work, any project really. I mean, if you're starting a business, it feels very similar. I'm not sure this applies to everyone. This is anecdotal. 
And I know that different people operate in different ways. But what I have found very consistently in my life is that going into something with expectations, with that pressure to accomplish something, it hamstrings me, pun intended. It's like I'm setting myself up to fail. And it's just this giant irony of life. And every single time I just go into something because I'm curious about it or just want to see where things go and I relax into it, it goes so much farther than I could ever expect. It, it's really crazy. Just think about this for a second. I have witnessed the positive benefits of approaching things like this, you know, going on runs this way or starting creative projects in this way. This very channel, for example, the backup plan accidentally, it wasn't entirely by design. It just, I sort of stumbled into doing something that turns out really awesome and brings me a lot of joy. What if that could be done by design? Is there a way to begin to intentionally approach experiences in this way? where each and every day, and this probably requires a tremendous amount of discipline and probably takes a long time to develop, but approaching each and every th single thing that you do with this attitude of like, all right, well, we'll see where this takes us today. And this is where I kind of come full circle back around to being competitive because it's this really powerful force that can be, like I said, constructive or destructive. It's very destructive in that it's a terrible way to start a project, I think. When I'm competitive going into a run, as I said, it's like I'm hitting all of these limiting factors because I'm not pacing myself and I end up doing worse, a lot worse. But it is that competitive spirit of mine that drives me forward sometimes. And it is, at least in part, that thing that where if I kind of ease myself into a run, it's that thing that's making me kind of ramp up the pace as I go into it. What I'm realizing is that being competitive can be like throwing gas on the fire. There are moments where it's appropriate to do this and you'll walk away with a lot more benefits than drawbacks. But there are plenty of moments where gas on the fire is gonna do nothing but create problems. And I'm a gas on the fire kind of dude. So learning when that makes sense and when to hold off a little bit, that feels like the giant life lesson that running is teaching me right now. Because I am historically a terrible pacer. Even when it comes to training here, you're supposed to increase how much you run by about 10% each week. Going from nothing to 100 kilometers a week is a terrible idea, especially if your body just is not used to it whatsoever. That's a great way to get injured in no time. And so it's been a struggle for me to build up slowly because mentally I'm way ahead of where my body is. And of course, once again, the irony is that thanks to the fact that I'm forcing myself to do this gradually, I'm actually running the best I've ever have. I have more energy, I can go farther, I can go faster. But it's only because I went slower in the buildup. The reason being so competitive is really dangerous is because when I get swept up into this really arbitrary competition with another person or even with myself, I'm overcommitting resources in the short term. I'm losing sight of my medium or long-term goals and I'm entirely focused on can I win this battle happening right now. And the truth is you don't have to win every single battle that's in front of you. Going back to the strategy games <laughs> that I played a lot as a child, that's a really great way to exhaust your resources and end up losing the war. Impatience is a really dangerous thing. I'm inclined to believe that a giant percentage of projects fail, not because the idea is necessarily terrible in and of itself, but because there's a general impatience, an inability to pace. I hate to sound like a broken record, but this is something that I've been contemplating quite a bit over the last few months and seeing the, the implications, the consequences of living a life 
impatiently. Not only does it not make me feel good, which again, another parallel with running, right? The best runs are the ones where I'm pacing myself right and I'm not completely winded. Being just wiped out at the end of a run doesn't feel great. So not only does that not feel good, but I'm not allowing myself to tap into my full potential. And this is 100% a fight against both the direction that a lot of society and the world is going in, but also against sometimes our own nature. We can blame TikTok for being, you know, this source of a bunch of low quality superficial material. We can blame the way things are for uh, this feeling of being sped up and overstimulated and whatnot. But you have control over this. I have control over this. I am the one in charge of my body and I can decide how fast I'm going to run on a particular day and how far I'm going to go. It's weird to say this as I'm preparing for a marathon, but less is oftentimes more. So anyway, those are my reflections. I'm taking this training very seriously because I think this marathon has a lot to teach me about how to pace things in life. We'll see. I'm going to learn this lesson sooner or later. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please consider giving this podcast a nice rating if you're enjoying it. And with that, I'll say thanks for listening and I'll see you soon.